The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola! <coughs> Bramigos! What's up, everybody? It's Above the Dave. Welcome to another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Welcome back. Episode 42. And I'm 42 years old. So what does that mean? It means that I am currently celebrating. I am currently in my Bisco year. How's that going? Let me tell you all about it. Plus, we're going to have Alan Aquin from the Disco Biscuits drop in and talk a little bit about what's going on with him. Following that, we're getting a visit from one of our favorites. It's Ice Cold Larry of the Nitrous Mafia coming by and chatting with us for a bit. And we always appreciate him coming by. And then after that, we are getting a star-studded visit. We got Rick and Trevor of Goose coming on with Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead, of course. So keep playing in the band and keep spraying on my cans. It's another episode the of The Lot Scene. So if you're not familiar, the Disco Biscuits have a song called 42. This song has been around since I was 22. And now many of us who follow the band uh, are getting close to 42 in age or have long since surpassed that age. Not to say that there aren't tons of young new fans coming in. Of course there are. And when they hit 42, it'll be a glorious year for them. Or let's hope so. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe 42 is not that exciting. Well, I'm trying to make it exciting because why not? You know, uh, what else is there to be excited about at 42? Let's be honest. Uh, what else is there? It's socially acceptable for me to wear cargo shorts again. I guess that's something to be excited about. In the same way that people say 32 is your Jesus year, which fuck that. 32 is obviously your Chris Farley year. But yeah, it is a great time to be a Disco Biscuits fan in the year 2023. It has been already so cool for the first half of the year. They're playing as good as they've ever played. They, they're doing a musical. Okay, I know. I'll let you laugh for a second. Totally fine. I get it. It's called The Very Moon. And it is, uh, that's my favorite Disco Biscuits song. So already 42 is going off fucking epically. It is a musical that is being workshopped and tightened up as we speak. And I believe the goal is one day to get it on some stage somewhere, I guess. I, I would love to see this. Some people have already seen some of these workshops for the very moon, and the feedback is really great. 
There are Disco Biscuit songs, new ones, that they are writing for this on top of the hot air balloon, which has existed for 25 years. Uh, and that is the basis musically for, I think, a lot of what this is and plot. Uh, characters and whatnot. It's all coming from The Hot Air Balloon, which is a rock opera written by John Gottwillig of the Disco Biscuits uh, when he was uh, just a, a wee young lad. And now he there now he's in his well, I don't know, late 40s or something, and he's putting it uh, a new spin on it and a way to present this hot air balloon uh, opera in a different way and maybe to appeal to everybody Uh, or more people, or maybe younger people, like kids. Maybe you take your kids to this. So there's uh, a lot to be excited about with that. There are songs that they wrote for this musical that they are now performing live at Disco Biscuit concerts. So that's pretty cool, too. On top of that, uh, the band went to Iceland. There's got to be a deal. I know podcasting. I have some friends who podcast, and Iceland uh, cuts a lot of deals. They give... Entertainers, podcasters, journalists, bloggers, influencers, anyone that's like, I put stuff on the air or the internet, uh, they will give you super discounted uh, hotels or free hotels or, you know, they hook you up with all this stuff, these incentives, essentially, to bring their people uh, more entertainment and they make flights really cheap. Everything is just modestly priced. They're trying to push more tourism into their country and they have been for for a whole bunch of years now and so i think the disco biscuits jumped on this there was probably a great offer to play in a incredible beautiful theater i did not go to iceland uh but you know i drove in my car listening to the disco biscuits at like 2 p.m california time at that same exact time halfway around the world the disco biscuits are in iceland performing in this beautiful theater and they're performing live at what i have to imagine at that point is about 9 p.m or so icelandic time and they are live streaming it through nugs.net and me 42 years old driving to work on a beautiful sunny day on the 10 going west in los angeles and i've plugged my phone in to my car and I am live streaming the Disco Biscuits in Iceland. And I'm listening to them live as they play each note while driving in my car to work. Just thinking to myself, man, we have come so far. This is so fucking crazy that I can just pick up my little phone and plug something in my car. And now I am listening to the same shit at the same exact moment as, as thousands of people are in Iceland and I'm hearing my favorite band. And this is a concept now that I guess has been going on for a few years, right? We all accept that we can just tune in, uh, live stream stuff. Sure. But like just that added element of like it's in Iceland and the time difference where I'm just enjoying the middle of my day. And yeah, in Iceland, the Disco Biscuits are playing. But I'm I'm listening. That's a sick house dog. You know, it's like, what? That's that's fucking crazy. I think if you're a fan of any of these bands and uh, and the way that they're letting us listen to and watch these live streams, though, I did notice that Dead and Company are charging thirty five dollars uh, on Nugs.net per show to watch the final Dead and Company 
tour and couldn't find decently priced tickets for Dead and Company at the two shows at the Forum. So unfortunately missed those shows. And I was like, maybe I'll live stream them like I, I, I do, which are free for the Disco Biscuits on Nugs if you are a uh, subscriber, which costs $13 a month. The Dead and Company won another $35 per show. Like, well, bro, there are there are concerts, many concerts that I go to that are $35 or less. And you want $35 for the live stream? <laughs> anyway, this isn't about Dead and Company. This is about the motherfucking Disco Biscuits. Um, yeah, they got a they got a space opera on top of a musical, on top of performing in Iceland. They're also putting the finishing touches on this space opera. We thought maybe Iceland, there were rumors that Iceland was going to be the official debut of the space opera, which they've been working on now for the last year. That did not happen, but that's okay. I think that what I could hear when I was listening to the performances, even from Iceland, was that they still were tweaking a few songs. What I think is interesting about the way that they've rolled out this new space opera over the last year is that... There have been songs that came out the gate just swinging and got everybody's vote for their new favorite song of the new songs. I actually polled on Facebook on a Disco Biscuits group. I polled, what is your favorite of the new songs for this uh, Biscuit group? And this was probably right after Why We Dance came out. So we're talking like November, maybe before The Deal came out, before that song, The Deal so this is pre the deal if you're a biscuit fan, which I think was uh, December. So, so I, just so you know, the the results were overwhelmingly for who's in charge, which was one of the first songs debuted. I don't think it was the first, but it was one of the early ones that was debuted over the summer of 2022. That song came out with a great debut, came out swinging, and then as the the year went on, it, the jamming was was intense. They really pushed that song for the second half of the year, and they just turned it into a electrifying dance party. And so that song, I could see why it took over. And then The Deal in December was debuted with a very strong debut that honestly for months after that debut, when when a lot of us would hear The Deal being played, we were like, uh, not quite as good as that debut. <laughs> Um, and I think maybe some people felt that way about who's in charge, but ultimately, you know, those songs came out, um, real strong and I don't know, I think they've kind of fallen back. I don't know if everybody still feels like who's in charge is the favorite of the new stuff. It, I would be, I'd be shocked. I think I'm going to do another poll because it's at this point, I, you know, some of these songs that didn't come out that strong that have been worked on and worked on more tediously, um, I think songs like Freeze had a pretty weak debut, but has very substantially bounced back. And Space Train. Space Train was, it was like, cool, We're, we like this, nothing, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't hate, it was cool, but it wasn't making anyone's top picks for, like, their favorite new song. And then uh, they just kept tweaking that one. Even in Iceland, it was sounding different than it was a month prior. Still tweaking it a little bit. And now this one's really an absolute beast. I don't think the wormhole originally had people losing their minds. Maybe I'm wrong. But the wormhole has now become maybe the biggest jam vehicle of all of the new songs. And I got to say, of the new rock opera songs, the space opera, the song that really did not, in my opinion, have the greatest start 
and is now just this epic powerhouse that is blossoming before our eyes in 2023 is a song called One Chance to Save the World. Uh, It came out at the end of 2022, right at the end there. It was one of the last songs that they debuted for this space opera. And man, they performed it at the Caverns early in 2023 while part of a musical soundtrack Uh, that the Disco Biscuits provided of the movie The Fifth Element. And so all those people in that cave got to watch The Fifth Element uh, with a custom, wonderful soundtrack. That show will go down as a legendary show for the the Disco Biscuits. And they played One Chance to Save the World towards the end to kind of go with what was happening on the screen, and it was perfect. But also it gave us this song that I don't know if it was anyone's favorite of the new songs, but then they added this major key epic jam for this performance with the, with the fifth element. And then every time since then, it now has this really amped up Blisco jam that's got everybody freaking out. And this song all of a sudden is now considered one of the best songs of this new space opera. Not to say that there's bad ones, we actually like most of them. I think uh, a lot of us like all of them. And so I kind of find it interesting. And it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, a thing you don't really get with a lot of bands outside of the jam band communities. You don't get bands who are putting material out there and then working it over months and years, really. Now, I heard, uh, speaking of Iceland, they, they're doing a thing with Save the Robots now. The song's 20-something years old, 22 years old. And they are now adding this like ambient jam section before it goes into the go, go. There's like a three, two minute, three minute, like weird trippy section that didn't even exist. Oh, man. The the Iceland second set of the second night, I believe it's a Save the Robots opener. And just listen to that little pause that normally is a, it's just a few seconds they stretch it out over a few minutes, and I can already tell that that's something that's probably going to be happening more and more and maybe open up new opportunities for that song to kind of have another exit point, which it already has like two or three. And now it's like another possible way for it to be jammed out and then back in. <sighs> robots, I've always been a big fan of it. It's changed so much. I mean, the earliest, say, the Robots from 22 years ago, very different. But it's a perfect example of how that song has developed over the years and still over two decades later, they're still like, ooh, you know what we could do with that part of that song? But speaking of robots, I wanted to bring on the drummer of the Disco Biscuits. He's here in the studio, and fortunately for us, he's taken a few minutes out of his busy schedule to meet with us once again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Alan Aquin. Greetings. Above the Dave. Alan, thank you so much for coming on to the pod today. But, of course. I know you're a busy guy. No, not really. No? You're not a busy guy? No. I spend most of my time drumming in my home and brushing my long, flowing locks. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was going to talk about that. Holy shit, man. Your hair is really long. The ladies love the long ginger locks. Honestly, man, you know, I watch these live streams of the band and the, the camera on the drummer is always behind the drummer. Maybe just so you can see the drums. 
uh, it seems like. But, you know, the camera's always behind there. And it's like, I, uh, I've i been watching your hair grow for the last five years, dude. And uh, I got to say, man, you're at a point now where it's like, sometimes they have that camera looking at you from the back. And I'm kind of like, damn, dude, I would. Boy, thank you. What a nice compliment that you would engage in copulation with me. I don't know if I would, really would, but man, I don't know. That hair is like, it's beautiful, man. You got like in a ponytail. It looks like a fucking, just a horse's mane, dude. What a, what just a, what a, what a head of hair you got, bro. When do you plan on cutting this hair? And how do you even grow hair as a robot? Well, I'm one of the most advanced robots on <laughs> Earth. I look and sound and operate just as a normal human, but I'm far more advanced so when i want my hair to stop i will just program it to stop oh my god that's that is next level man i wish i could do that that's cool so you can just like make things stop growing huh affirmative for instance i programmed my fingernails not to grow because i did not want to spend time clipping them oh dude that's fucking genius man we do not use that term who doesn't use that term? The biscuits? No, us robots. We do not believe in geniuses. Even the smartest human. Say, Einstein. Had only a fraction of the brain power and capabilities of even the most basic of robots. Oh, damn. You just called Einstein basic, dog? I do not mean to throw shade. Well, it looks great, man. Uh, you just like that long hair, huh? I do. The ladies love it. Sometimes after a show, I'll have five or six Bisco cleans brushing my hair. Some Bisco mamas brushing their hair. I like that. So, Alan, I'm a man of the people. Okay. That makes one of us. And so I, I want to ask the questions that are most important to the fans out there, of course. And so I got one question for you. It's the one that we all want to know, obviously, for anyone listening. This is obviously the question that everyone wants answered. As a fan of the Disco Biscuits, at the age of 42, who's been seeing this band for a long time, and this year with so much going on with the Biscuits, I think we all have really one question that we want to ask you, Alan, and that is, what kind of shampoo do you use on that hair? Because it is so beautiful, dude. You... God damn, that hair is fine, man. Oh, I could not share that information. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, the people want to know. I asked the tough questions. Oh, I, I cannot. Is it a, come on, is it Paul Mitchell? It is not. Is it a, a Vino? No. Nexus? Negative. Uh, Rinco? Negative. L'Oreal? No. Redken? No. Herbal Essence? Pert Plus. No. Head and Shoulders. No. Dove. No. I don't know. It's all the shampoos I can think of. Okay, fine. I use Gingerful. You use Gingerful? Gingerful. Hair products for gingers. Oh, shit. That's a thing? It is. You can look it up. Oh, wow. Oh, Gingerful. Hair products for gingers and redheads. Oh, man. Yeah, that makes sense. That and a little bit of WD-40. WD-40, huh? What's that for? Well, my scalp. 
I am still a robot after all. I need to be oiled up. We don't excrete oil like normal humans. Well, that's fascinating, Alan. I appreciate your time as always. So I'm going to let you get back to... Not much. Uh-huh. I'm going to let you get back to that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alan Aquin, everyone. Very excited to be seeing some Disco Biscuit shows this summer. Finally, coming to the L.A. area right as I'm leaving, right at the very end, right before I leave. Like I said, this is the common theme for 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 jam bands in 2023 is that they've decided to come out west to little uh, tiny little uh, little Los Angeles, tiny little city. That's the biggest city in the country. Uh, finally going to come to L.A. for the first time in, in a real show, a real two-set show for the Disco Biscuits. They're coming to the tiny Roxy on Sunset Boulevard on the Strip, the same place that they played some legendary shows in the past. And now they're back. Tiny little spot. I didn't get tickets. Tickets were sold out, uh, but I will find a way in. I don't care who I have to suck, except I do. It has to be Alan. I definitely, definitely will only... Suck Alan's dick for for uh, a ticket into the show. No dick. Oh, Alan, you're still here. Affirmative. <laughs> I, I was kind of kidding about the dick sucking thing. Well, if you still can't get a ticket at showtime, contact me, and I'll let you suck my dick. But you'll still have to pay for the ticket. You know what? It may come down to that, Alan. As long as you can get me that ticket, I'll pay for it and suck your dick. That's that's uh, that may have to go down because uh, speaking of bots, Alan. Uh, you can you can go again. By the way, goodbye, everyone. Alan, I will see you very soon. All right, Alan Quinn for real. But yeah, speaking of bots, man, bots bought up all the Disco Biscuit shows in Southern California real fast. I mean, people bought them too, but tickets went super fast and immediately were on resale sites like Vivid Seats and StubHub and uh, and other ticket sites like that immediately, within 20 minutes after 10 a.m., the day that the tickets went on sale, people, uh, people, bots, brokers, whatever, were putting Disco Biscuit tickets in Los Angeles on sale for 200 to $354 or something like that. I was like, bro, what? How is it cheaper to get the VIP package at the Roxy with the biscuits than it is to just get a general admission ticket on a resale? But that's the game we're playing now, right? That's the bullshit that we're dealing with. Uh, we'll, I'm sure, address that issue more and more in the future. But, man, it's frustrating. But uh, I'm going to get in those shows one way or another. I'm going to get into the L.A. show, and I'm getting into that San Diego show. And uh, so that's happening. I'm very excited for that. I need to see some biscuits. They're finally coming here for the first time. In the entire time I've been here, 13 years, they never came and did a full show. So that is something I'm super, super pumped about. And uh, and then I'm going to be out of here. Then I'm going to, like I said, move to Vegas. So the podcast is moving to Vegas and we're going to see what happens there. In some ways, it's going to be more jam bands and some way less. I think uh, it's a quicker flight to Colorado. And that's all you need. You just need to get to Colorado, right? Just get close to Colorado and you're going to be okay. So, yeah, really excited about my 42nd year so far. It's been really fun. It has been lacking some actual biscuits. That is about to be remedied, and I will be the happiest dude in Southern California when, when that goes down. 
And that's what I need. I need a couple of shows for my 42nd and the the holiest year of Bisco fandom. It's, hey, it's a big one for us, okay? I can't explain it, but I, you know, I don't need to. It's like when you turn 555 for fish fans, you know, it's like that. It's the same thing. But I do feel very blessed for having the Biscuits be playing so well, um, having so many bands playing so well. This this community is thriving. This whole scene as a whole is absolutely thriving right now. And it's uh, it's really cool to be a part of that. And, you know, just getting to do what I love, talking to all these wonderful, uh, amazing people and musicians in this wonderful scene. So uh, I'm as happy as I could be doing what I love. And so that's that's the most important part. That's the most important thing, right? Anyway, let's uh, let's bring on our next guest. This guy is a favorite of the podcast. Here's our link to the underworld. That is the Nitrous Mafia. He is our favorite Nitrous dealer. You see him outside uh, in the lot, slanging balloons. Everybody, welcome Ice Cold Larry. What's going on above the Dave? Hey, Larry. What's shaking? I'll tell you what's not shaking. Shakedown Street these days. Oh, shit. What's up? Man, they got MSG crawling with cops now. Yeah, they had a nitrous mafia put out quicker than someone popping a balloon. Yeah, I heard they really cracked down in New York City. Yeah, the city that never sleeps better sleep one eye up. Oh, damn. That's a threat, Larry. Yeah, listen up, Big Apple. If you don't ease up on my business... We're going to have a problem, and we ain't looking to make a deal. Deals are something we don't do, okay? That's for sure. No deals. We know that about you, Larry. How do you like them apples, Big Apple? Ooh, Larry, talking mad shit to the big city. Start spreading the news. Ice cold Larry's going to sell balloons. Ooh, the poet is back, people. So you're not worried about this new police presence that we're seeing in some of these cities? I mean, listen, we lost a lot of money over fifth New Year's. The fans weren't happy. We weren't happy. It was a lose-lose. But if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, ATD. What's that even mean, though? It means everywhere else, we run the streets without a problem. So New York City wants to make things more difficult. Okay, we will switch our game up and outsmart these police officers. How are you going to do that, Larry? I don't know. But the God Fatty does. Whoa! Greetings, my constituents. Holy shit, the God Fatty. Where did you come from? I am everywhere at all times, my son. Mostly in the back of Italian restaurants, in a booth but also other places as well. Gotcha. You were talking about this new police presence outside Madison Square. We were? Yeah, yeah that's right, boss. You know, MSG has some great chicken sandwiches. That they do. I like MSG. We make great money every year. At New Year's Eve. Then those crooked cops. <coughs> you alright, boss? I'm alright, Larry. <coughs> shut up. Alright. Then those crooked cops came and shut us out of the fun this year. That's right, and you don't want to do that, ATV. That's right, Larry. Now shut the fuck up. Okay, boss. 
Here's what we're gonna do. Tomorrow, when the police chief wakes up in his bed, he's gonna see blood all over his hands. And then his sheets. And then his whole body is covered in blood. And then he will remove his sheets. And he will see the head of one of his prized police horses in his bed. And he will scream bloody murder. Oh man, that's some mob shit right there. Oh, that's right, baby. Uh, so then he will know, obviously, God fatty, that you left the horse head there. And then he will remove the police from MSG next year. Oh, he will. And if he doesn't, then one morning, he will wake up in his satin sheets and be covered in blood. His whole body and his sheets. And he will look down and see a trail of blood going towards his feet. And he will remove the sheets, exposing the head of one of his prized police horses decapitated and bloody. Wow, okay, so you're just gonna do the same move again, huh? But it'll have a note on it. Ah. And the note would be like, if you keep us out of fish New Year's again, we will decapitate every horse. Every horse, yeah, I see your move. Yeah, it's very effective. Okay, so so this last New Year's was just a setback, and it sounds like it'll be back next year. We will be in alleyways, in cabs, subways, rooftops, party vans, school buses. We are on scooters. We soon will do deliveries. We may even partner with Uber Eats. Whoa, really? We told them they'd better start delivering our balloons. Or else. Or else what? Or else one morning they're gonna wake up covered in blood and inside their bed is gonna be a decapitated horse head. Okay, so you're just gonna do the same threat every, every time, huh? You think you'd like it? If a horse's head was in your bed above the Dave, do you know how fast I could make that happen above the Dave? How fa- Whoa! Where'd he go? He's gone. God fatty doesn't stick around for goodbyes. Damn, Larry. That guy is the real deal. You don't want to mess with the God fatty. Hopefully I don't have a horse's head in my bed. That's the wrong kind of head to have in bed. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. How, how have you been lately? Oh, I've been good. Yeah. Summer tour, you know, it's always popping, you know. I've been working real hard. I got a new side project, too. Oh, yeah? The poetry? I'm still writing poetry, but yeah, yeah. No, now this is a side hustle. I'm doing fish fans' kids' birthday parties. Oh, really? Yeah, I do balloon animals for the kids and balloons for the parents. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's a great idea. You're, like, booking parties? Oh, see, it's nonstop. My God, yeah. I love it. I love MILF. Fish moms are hot, ATD. Sure are, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. 
Yeah, I love the MILF. I do. I love the fifth MILF. You're, you're a single dude, Larry? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but I'm looking to settle down. What's the right kind of girl for ice cold, Larry? Well, I'll tell you this, my CTD. I like my women like I like my balloons. Fatties. I love them thick, ATD. Well, hopefully you don't like them ice cold, because then you'd be into some necrophilia type shit. No, no, I know. Tell me about it. No, I like them fresh. Yeah, like Larry's balloons, baby. Well, okay, Larry. Well, thanks for coming by. And speaking of fresh, okay, if it ain't from Larry, it's probably scary. So come get some balloons from ice cold Larry this summer. You heard it from the man himself. Ladies and gentlemen, find him on lot and get those balloons. Are you doing those jumbos yet? Jumbos? Yeah, I don't do the jumbo. The what, the one for 20s? Yeah, the jumbo balloons. I don't know. I, I was noticing those things in Los Angeles. I thought they were... Oh, don't go, with the, don't go with the jumbo people. No. What's wrong with the jumbo people? That's a whole different crew. The jumbos? Oh, that's a whole different... Oh, group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't fuck with the jumbos, okay? What if you just started selling jumbos and just kind of forced them, kind of squeezed them out? Well, that's kind of what I've been pushing. I've been telling the Godfatty, you know. Plus, it's you know, it's better for the environment. You know, the, the last thing I would ever think you guys would be considering is whether or not your business was good for the environment. I don't think there's anything worse for the environment than what you do. Well, you're absolutely correct on that about the Dave. You're right, and I do feel a lot of shame for that. You know, we all do. We know we see the parking lots when they're discovered in the balloons. And so I've been pushing for a new waste management and you'll maybe get some street sweepers. Some what? Some street sweepers. Some what? Some street sweepers. Okay. I don't know if I know what you're saying. Street sweepers. Street sweepers. Street, street sweepers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe we can have some people sweeping up the balloons. Maybe we can have maybe some some trash receptacles that would be just for balloons. You know, I'm, you know I'm, I understand that... You know, like everything else, you know, we're having a, an effect on the environment. And, you know, that, that breaks my heart, you know. But, you know, the, the money talks and, uh, and, the, and the balloons are hissing, you know. And so, you know, we got to you got to keep doing what we do. And I do think that maybe there might be a nice, you know, maybe the, the jumbos are maybe more environmentally friendly. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, you're just getting one big balloon for 20. It's like ketchup packets. Why are they so small? Why are you giving us ketchup packets? And we're, you're making me use... Four, five, six, twenty-two ketchup packets. Why don't you just make like bigger size ketchup packets? That's like six ketchups in one. Yeah, that's a that's a brilliant idea right there. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I don't you. I think you're the wrong business, man. You should be in the fluff packet game. Now you, now you got a side hustle. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. Let's just. Yeah, let's just put that one on the back burner and we'll see. Yeah, I got You know, I'm busy with the with the birthday parties anyway with all these hot fifth milfs, so. Well, Larry, thank you so much again for coming onto the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Ice Cold Larry. See you a lot, everybody. Super excited for our final guest of the episode. Two of these guys are in one of the hottest new jam bands, if not the hottest new jam band, Goose. We have Rick and Trevor, and they're here today with the legend himself, Mr. Bob Weir. So let's bring these guys out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rick, Trevor, and Bob. Trevor, what's up, man? Dang, dude, not much, man. Looking good above the day. 
Rick, what have you been up to? I've been playing at elementary schools Two small kids and they suck Oh yeah, I saw some videos. Uh, you were you were playing at uh, like a sister's school or something like that in Connecticut or something. Turns out those kids really hated it, and they said goose sucks a lot. Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, kids, kids can be really fucking mean, man. Yeah, dude, dang, man. He was, Rick was all bummed after that show. I was like, dang, 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 dang. And, of course, Bob Weir. So nice to have you back on the pod, Bob. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. All right. So tell me, Trevor, how did you end up linking up with Bob Weir and uh, ended up performing at uh, this year's Playing in the Sand? Well, dang. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bob just uh, called me one day. And it was like, I really like your band. You have all these new young fans. And that's exciting. And then he said, You must really consider this, I guess. It just might be your kind of zoo. I can't think of a place that's more perfect for a person as perfect as you. And I was like, And I was like, sure, we'll do it, Bobby. Was it everything you expected? Well, We didn't expect that grueling workout regimen Bob made us do every morning. He had us up with the sun, dang. Working us to the bone. Keep a rolling, just a mile to go. Keep on rolling, my old buddy, you're moving much too slow. Yeah, he was cracking the whip like, dang, 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 dang. And Rick, what did you think of these exhausting workouts with Bob Weir? My feet were hot and I wanted to stop. But Bob Weir called me a pussy. Oh, damn. Yeah, dang, is right. Dang, he kept yelling at us when we tried to take a water break. Like we were on like a Survivor show or something. I was like, dang, dang, am I like naked and afraid? Dude's over here asking me what my PSR is. I'm like, you mean PRS guitar? Dang. We used to play for silver. Now we play for life. Once for sport and once for blood at the point of a knife. Yeah, he would say like weird shit like that and then take out a knife. Like, dude, calm down. Dang. Now the die is shaking, now the die must fall. There ain't no winner in this game. Who don't go home with all? Not with all. See what I'm talking about? This guy's a hardcore jock, dang. Like a hamster constantly on his wheel. He's a beast. Yeah, uh, Bob Weir is a, uh, he's a, he went from like the hippiest hippie to just like a freaking MMA fighter or something over here, dang. Yeah, seriously, man, wow. This guy's really cracking the whip, huh? Well, I know you guys had those great shows, and I know you played together playing in the sand. And uh, for those who tuned in, I think we were all 
pretty pumped. You, you made a lot of fans, I think, uh, that are deadheads are now uh, giving you guys probably more of a listen and, and, and probably made a whole bunch of converts from that. And also you, you have to play with Bob Weir, which is great. Uh, Rick, you guys have been all over f- so far this year. Big shows at the Cap Theater. I think you did five in a row, which is awesome. Sold out shows, headlining festivals. I mean, how are you, how are you feeling about things right now, Rick? Bob Weir said I was the weakest link. Not in the band, but in push-ups. Yeah, Rick couldn't do a one-armed push-up. Bob Weir said even Monet could do a push-up with just one hand. Yeah, she's strong, too. Yeah, just something with that family, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're all jacked. Sounds like uh, Bob Weir really affected your confidence here, Rick. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress it too much. Then I got a brand new custom guitar And I totally forgot about Bob Weir Nice, yeah. Put that in the past, man. You know, you guys, you guys had some good jams, you know? Don't worry about the push-up thing. Or, or maybe try to do a push-up with one arm. I can't. So, you know, we're both there. Check my pulse. It don't change. Stay 72. Come shine all rain. Oh, dang, dang, no. Bobby. Oh, dude, no. That that guitar sound sucks. Ha! Oh, my God, no. Oh, my God, that's awful sounding. Bobby, we're... That tone blows. Oh, 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 dude. Oh, dude. Oh, all right, all right, we'll do some push ups. 72, you said? 72. All right, all right, you heard the guy. Just give him 72 push ups. All right, but I am using both of my arms. All right. Half a mile from Tucson, by the morning light. One man gone and another to go. My old buddy are moving, much too slow. Dang, dang, dang. Just keeps on ripping on Rick. I've been so hard on these guys. Just let them fucking come and hang out in Mexico and drink and play music. Yeah, Mr. Weir, come on. Dang, please stop making us work out. Is there anything we can do to make a deal somehow? Wait until that deal come round. Don't you let that deal go down. No, no! I'm sure there is something Goose can offer you, Bob Weir. No, no! No, no, no! Dang, Mr. Weir, just name your price. What do you want? We just gotta stop this workout regimen. Anything. There's got to be something. Come on, Bobby. You got to stop pushing these guys. What do you? What do you? What do you want? Something. Come on, make a deal. We can share the women. We can share the wine. We can share what we got of yours, cause we done shared all of mine. Dang, you want some of these Lucy Goosies and some wine? Oh, we can do that. Sure. Dang. Why don't you say so? Come on, guys. Let's go party. Is there anything a man don't stand to lose? 
When the devil wants to take it all away, cherish well your thoughts and keep a tight grip on your booze. Cause thinking and drinking are all I have today. Yeah, I got some beers in my truck right now. Thank the Lord, I don't have to work out. Now back to skating by with my looks. That's right, Rick. Come on, man. With a guy who looks like you, you don't need to be doing fucking push-ups. You look like you, and you sing great, and you play great guitar, man. I don't think uh, you doing a push-up with one hand is really is going to change anything. Yeah, you seem like you're probably pretty good. Thank you, above the Dave, for saying that, my friend. And uh, again, yeah, we got that Connecticut bond, guys. So I love having Goose come by. You guys are crushing it this year, staying on course, making big moves, playing with legends, playing at legendary places. So excited for what you guys got in store for the rest of this year. Come on back to the podcast anytime you like. It'd be a pleasure. Thanks so much, Above the Dave. Thanks, Trev. And good seeing you too, Bobby. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah. All right, everybody. Give it up for Rick and Trevor from Goose and Bob Weir. All right, that's going to do it for episode 42. Thank you so much to all my guests. Alan O'Quinn of the Disco Biscuits, Ice Cold Larry of the Nitrous Mafia, and Rick and Trevor from Goose, along with Bob fucking Weir. So next week, we're going to talk about my very first Twiddle show and my first three Eggy shows. That's right. I've seen Eggy three times this year, and I want to get into that. We're actually going to bring out Mike and Jake from Eggy. Uh, we're going to chat with them, so we're excited about that. After that, we're going to talk to one of the podcast favorites. It's Jay Dead, and he's coming on with his bandmate, Charlie, uh, as you may recall, from their 82nd tier jam band, Tapioca Pudding Project. And they are coming on the podcast to play a new track from TPP. And after that first timer to the podcast, it's Scrambled Greg Ormont from pigeons playing ping pong so we are super amped to finally have him on the podcast so ladies and gentlemen uh thank you so much again for listening if you don't follow me on instagram follow me on instagram what are you doing get on there i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and i will see you next week on another episode of the lot